two eponyms for the price of one. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today we have a couple of connected eponyms relating to abdominal pain. I've been thinking about the Jackass TV series recently. For those of you not familiar, this was a TV show on MTV that started in the year 2000 and it featured a ragtag mix of extreme sports stars who did crazy stunts that would make your eyes water. If you can stomach watching, you will see people hit, cut, electrocuted, and every other type of trauma to every conceivable body part. I cannot imagine that they were able to get insurance, but it was a very popular show and even became several movies as well. I got to thinking about this show again after all these years, having seen a police video in which an aggressive person got shot with a beanbag shotgun, thereby facilitating arrest. This reminded me of Johnny Knoxville, the erstwhile ringleader of the Jackass team, being shot voluntarily with such a weapon. And I must say, it looks extremely painful. Anyway, seeing this police incident and the effect it had on the individual's midsection made me think, I bet that's going to bruise. Naturally, I then thought about rectus sheath hematomas, and lo and behold, I discovered two eponyms I did not know. So, using stat pearls as reference... A rectus sheath hematoma is the cause of about 1-2% to of all acute abdominal pains, and they're more common in women. They're caused by injury to the epigastric artery, which can be from trauma, but it's most common in anticoagulated individuals. So the mean age of onset is 67 years. Abdominal wall injections steroids, immunosuppression, excessive coughing, and antiplatelet therapy are all risks. They most commonly present with abdominal pain, and 63% will have an abdominal mass palpable. It's often a sharp and acute onset pain, and as there is potentially bleeding going on there, they present with visible ecchymosis sometimes, a tachycardia, hypotension, and even syncope. Now, the two eponyms are both signs that can help diagnose this condition. The Carnot sign and the Fothergill sign. The Carnot sign involves flexing the upper body by lifting the head and shoulders off the bed, essentially doing a sit-up. When doing this, increased pain means that the origin of this pain is within the abdominal muscles rather than the abdominal cavity. And the Fothergill sign is when you have a palpable mass in the abdominal wall which does not cross the midline and 
is unchanged with flexion of the rectus muscles. So these two signs can help diagnose a probable rectus sheath hematoma, especially in an older person on anticoagulants. These hematomas can, in most cases, be managed conservatively, but they warrant bloods to check for a hemoglobin level drop, a coag panel and for renal function, and they should also have diagnostic ultrasound or CT. Rest, compression, analgesia and managing any coagulopathies are the usual conservative treatments. It is likely, given the demographic and the likelihood of coagulopathy and renal impairment, that consultation with the hospital to manage this is going to be our disposal from urgent care. This is also how we will likely facilitate the higher imaging. And I'm thinking that it would be a surgical referral, not least because a lot of the differentials for erectus sheath hematoma are surgical in nature appendicitis, biliary colic, diverticulitis, hernia, and so on. But I guess knowing Carnot and Fothergill signs are an easy and useful way for us to work up these patients and to help us make a more focused referral. John Carnot was an American surgeon who described the sign in 1926. There are other causes of abdominal wall pain that can also elicit a positive Carnot sign, such as anterior cutaneous nerve entrapment syndrome. But I've described it here using it along with Fothergill's, where an abdominal mass suggests a rectus sheath hematoma. William Fothergill was an obstetrician and gynaecologist, born in Southampton in 1865, he grew up in Darlington in the northeast of England and trained at Edinburgh University. He practiced most of the time in Manchester and in addition to the Fothergill sign, he was an early proponent of uterine prolapse surgery, a technique that briefly held his name but was later renamed the Manchester Operation. And Fothergill had medicine in his blood Six previous generations of his had been doctors, and among his ancestors was a John Fothergill. John Fothergill was a Quaker, a naturalist and a physician, born in Yorkshire in 1712. He was educated at Sedba School before attending Edinburgh and Tommy's in London. It's said that he treated 60 patients a day during the 1775 flu epidemic, at an age of 65, no less. And among a number of pioneering things attached to his name, he was said to have provided the first description of strep throat in English in 1748. He was also a friend of Benjamin Franklin and prefaced his work on electricity. So, my take-home this week is in a patient with abdominal pain, especially the older patient and the anticoagulated, carefully palpate for an abdominal wall mass and consider the Carnot and Fothergill signs to help differentiate a possible rectus sheath hematoma. And then, of course, look to do bloods and imaging 
probably after a chat with the surgeon. I'll link to the Stat Pearls page in the show notes for further reading. And if you have any comments, questions, corrections or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.